Hello, welcome to Dancers. I am your host, Dan Donahue. We have had a good week. I I don't know why I feel the need to continually update you guys on my week. Uh, but it's always it's always good. Eventually, one of these podcasts will start with it has been the worst week. I am in chaos. Someday that'll happen. And maybe it'll be available to you, the listening public. Today the hey, welcome to Dancers. This week has been uh trials and also tribulations. Welcome to Dancers. I have gone through hell and I feel uh like Sisyphus with spikes on his feet. I'll I'll never say stuff like that. Um, so I've been working on a new project. It's called Basket of Cats. It's a podcast I'm doing with Benton Ray, incredibly funny comedian, and it's just been taking a lot of time. So I won't be able to edit these as thoroughly as I do, which might be, a, not that I won't, you know, check the sound and video and stuff, but a lot of people notice that there's like cuts in the videos and a lot of the times they'll go oh what did you say here we would love to know we'd love to know the raw truth why are you censoring yourself the truth is sometimes when you see a skip in the video it's because i messed a word up because i make a lot of mistakes word wise sometimes you'll see a skip in the video because there's a, a noise outside of my incredibly loud apartment. It's so funny that people are like, you, stop cutting the videos. We want to see the real. And then I stop cutting the videos and you just hear like someone getting stabbed outside of my window. Maybe that's what people want to hear. Maybe that's what the viewing public of this would like to listen to. I've also been really busy because I, I have a lot more stand updates coming up, which is great. When you do, the more you do, the more loose you feel, the more connected to the audience you sort of become. It's really nice. I love stand up. I love stand up when I'm doing a lot of it and I feel like I, I'm giving the audience like a, kind of a real. Sometimes when you haven't done it in a while, you go up there, you feel like a wind up doll. And sometimes people will still say, oh, that was a good show, but you just don't feel that way. It's nice when you feel like you're doing good and the audience also feels like you're doing good. And things have been doing nice. Things have been things have been doing nice. But I'm driving down to San Diego, uh, a place I've said on record is one of my favorite places in the world. Does that make me a rube to you? Oh, I'm so sorry. You're going down to uh, Barbados. You can't be bothered with places like San Diego. You're going to whatever, cons for the film festival. I don't know where that is. San Diego is a beautiful, simple place. Full of people. Young people who are drunk. Old people who are drunk and looking for a third. Everyone in San Diego is looking for a third. That's a beautiful place. That's a beautiful, simple place where everyone is drunk 
and looking for a third. That should be the motto of San Diego. We're drunk and we're looking for a third. I really like it there. I think the shows are great. I think the people are great. I've had a lot of good times there. And you know what? I think there's a lot of... Uh, I've, I've talked about this a lot. There's a lot of very hypocritical classism from a lot of people who live in cities. Where everyone who lives in a city is like, I'm, I'm a socialist who supports the working class. And then... You get to a place where there's like a decent number of working class people and they're like, I fucking hate that place. And it's like, okay, well, how much do you love them, really? If you cannot stand the sight of them, I don't know how thorough that love is. But anyway, we're going to get into some questions. Because these questions are well thought out and longer they're a little longer, and you guys are going to listen to all of them because these people worked hard to write them out, and I'm going to work hard to read them without stuttering, which I will stutter through these. I'll mess up on words, and you'll get to see that. Isn't that exciting? This first question, if you email the podcast, uh, dancerspodcast at gmail.com, uh, I won't give your name. You'll be anonymous. Uh... So this is the first question. So, my boyfriend and I have been together for five years. Decent amount of time. He recently proposed. I thought I'd be super excited about it, but it turns out I wasn't. Does this mean I should leave the relationship? Maybe I just wasn't excited because all of the crap he put me through in the beginning. Ooh, spicy. You may ask why I would have stayed. Great question. I'll answer below if you care to read that to give insight to the question. This reads like a this reads like a romance novel. This is very interesting. We live together, have bills together, etc. It's so funny how the have bills together is such a determining factor of how close the relationship is. This is committed because uh, the gas is split in our house. Both of us. Uh, put money towards electricity. I feel fully invested and unsure of what next steps to take. Also, just to mention, since getting engaged, neither of us has discussed with the with one another the next steps, like the getting married part. LOL. Please help. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So before getting into the second part of uh, what you said... Uh, or the story that you you included. Let me go into this question. Just because you're not excited about being proposed to does not necessarily mean that the relationship itself needs to be done away with. I would definitely say that could be the result of a lot of things. It could have been like the timing and you might have some stressful things going on in your life and you can't even fathom getting married at this point. It could be that he uh, he proposed in the middle of a baseball game, uh, which you hate being at. You know what I mean? Maybe he did something public. Maybe he was in the middle of a Wawa. I don't know why that was my reference. That is a Philadelphia, essentially specific reference. 
Maybe he was in the middle of a Piggly Wiggly, a Shaw's, a Ralph's. Maybe it was a place that wasn't romantic and that's why you're not into it. Maybe, maybe it's just something that like is kind of a surge of things in the past, but that doesn't mean that you, the relationship should move forward. Maybe, maybe it means that you guys just need to talk and reconcile a difference. And then maybe the idea of getting engaged would be exciting to you. Let's read this question or let's read the story. I feel like I didn't have a choice. Oh, so why did I stay? I feel like I didn't have a choice. Ooh, spicy. Spicy. He got kicked out of rehab and let and I let him move in with me and my grandparents. Brave. Brave. Not that people who get out of rehab are necessarily going to be a problem, but I've had family members get out of rehab. I've had close friends get out of rehab you're dealing you're dealing with a box of bees sometimes um and i kept catching him doing so many hurtful things interesting and i never really got any type of explanation or even him admitting he was wrong the girls would come to tell me or the girl's boyfriends and baby daddy would come to tell me uh, it doesn't specify what they're coming to tell you, but I'm assuming that he would he would be playing Jenga with these people, and that made you feel uncomfortable. You felt uncomfortable that he would sneak out at night, come back smelling like perfume and wooden blocks, and you would be like, where were you? I've been waiting all night, and he would be like, don't fucking ask me that question, and you're like, I see, I see that, I see that block in your pocket. I see there's a block in your pocket. Is that a block in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? No, clearly he was cheating. <laughs> That's a sad way to land that bit. I would try to confront him and he would deny, deny, deny and act like he had no idea what I was talking about. Well, had I broken things off and kicked him out, he would have had nowhere to go uh, as his family wouldn't let let him stay with them and he had already burned down all the bridges with his friends from the past whoa whoa i couldn't allow myself to be the reason someone was homeless which is very nice of you so i got over it every time basically but now as he's a much different person but i sit in the back of my mind of question if i can trust him and if he really wants a future with me or uh, if he only proposed because he's seen how much I've done for him and how much I've helped him grow in our time together. Please help and be brutally honest. You won't hurt my feelings. I The honesty won't be brutal here. It's just like, I mean, that is a wild experience that you've had with this person. That's not necessarily good or bad. It definitely raises some questions that you'll have to answer. And some of those questions might be uncomfortable or questions that you haven't asked yourself before. It's not just the question of, can I trust him, which is obviously a huge question. It's not just the question of, do I really, this is the real question. Do I really love this person or do I love the idea of helping them? Dun, dun, dun. No, but seriously, I know a lot of people who are addicted to the idea of getting someone back on their feet. This could be the result of a lot of things. They could potentially 
have had a lot of bad things happen to them in the past and they want closure by helping someone else by bringing someone else in like if you've had a traumatic past a lot of times that can give you kind of this mother Teresa complex not to say that you necessarily have this but I'm just throwing some ideas out there now that this person is well it seems and back on their feet and they're hopefully not cheating anymore is it still alluring are you still into it I've had I've had points in my life where I've dated women where I was a dick I I loved the problems. I didn't know it at the time. If you would ask me at the time, I would have been like, you're crazy. I just love this person. I love the problems because their problems gave me an excuse not to do the things I knew I had to do in my life. Why aren't you writing stand up? Oh, because you know, my girlfriend's XYZ. Why didn't you do that show last night? Oh, because, you know, my girlfriend's having a really rough time and I have to stay. That's not to say that you're not a good person for helping that person out. That's not to say it's always in bad faith, but it's something you got to consider. And this is a very interesting series of events. And the fact that you're not, uh, you don't feel excited. Here's, here's what I'll say. You should definitely be having this conversation with them. And I know it's really hard and it's kind of like the simplest piece of advice, but it's simple and true at the same time. I think if you have this conversation with them, you say, when you proposed to me, I didn't feel excitement. That doesn't mean that the relationship is over right now, but it means that we need to talk about this. I think the more stuff you get out in the open, the better. And I'll say this, in my very stupid experience uh, as a human being, I am constantly shocked by the amount of honesty people can take. And... I've been honest in situations with people in a way where I, I, if you asked me, hey, if you said this to this person, would they hate you? I would be like, yeah. And then I said it and they were like, thank you. So I think maybe this person would want to hear that. I mean, if I was with a partner and I proposed to them and they said yes, but didn't feel excited, I would want to know that. So that's my two cents. And thank you. This is a very beautiful question. It's a sad question, but it's a beautiful question. Ooh, okay. So this person starts with, Hi, Dan. I love the pod so stinking much. Stop it. It's very nice. I love hearing stuff like that. You're hilarious. That's so very kind. Thank you. I hope I hope that this is... Uh, just watch me give the most boring, unfunny answer to this question of all time. It, this is also a long one, which I do like. And I'll get better at reading as this podcast continues, I promise. My question is related to my partner. Hey, they usually are. I'm 24. I've been seeing him since I was 20. Sometimes I'm not sure if we're meant to be together. He's an amazing guy. He's stable and knows what he wants to do with his career. He loves me very much and has a kind heart. I just find we can be very different in our interests as well as our personalities. He enjoys staying in and going to coffee shops and playing video games, whereas I want to go out with friends or have drinks or go on little adventures and make memories. You can have, you can make memories in coffee shops and playing video games. Sure, those memories are comprised uh, of you pulling the VPN of a 12-year-old and, uh, and doxing them, but that's a memory, isn't it? Isn't that a memory? 
I've tried to get him to do things that I just mentioned, but it never really feels like his heart is in it and he doesn't really enjoy the experience. So I don't really push it anymore. Ooh, that's heartbreaking. And even in the beginning, I found there to be a lack of chemistry. And I feel over the course of the relationship, there's been a lack of excitement. He loves me very much. And sometimes I think my love and attachment, although very deep, is maybe less so in a romantic sense. I can't tell if I'm comfortable and my future would be secure if I stay with him. Pause. Not if these problems are there. It's really funny how we see relationships as this like bedrock. In fact, it's the family unit, quote unquote. Having a child, raising a child is all predicated on the solidity of relationships for the most part, right? And if there's insecurity in the relationship, which is what your this letter is, whether or not you're going to stay with this person or whatever, which is obviously totally up to you. That this the letter that you just sent me does not mean that there's security in the future. A lot of people will stay in a relationship because they're like, "Well, my future will be secure." Well, my fu- not if these problems are there, because over a long enough timeline, that hairline fracture becomes a big, big crack. Okay, very, very interesting. I, I like the I like the line of thought here because it is something that I'm very interested in. Um, sorry, let me just pick up where I was. I hear the experiences my friends are having and they're constantly being let down by guys and getting hurt. And they always say how they're starting to give uh, up on finding someone who is good to be with. And I feel like I have a piece of that already, so I would be an idiot to give that up. And I'm scared. If I leave him, I will regret it, and it will be the biggest mistake of my life, and I will have fucked up everything. What do I do? Please help. So sorry, this is a novel. Not a novel. If it's a novel, it's a beautiful novel. You you just sent me 1984. That that reference shows you that I I haven't read since uh, high school. So, I'm going to point out a couple of things here. And this is not, obviously, I'm never going to tell someone on here, stay with someone, break up with someone. That's not my job. My job is to comment on the things that you guys send me, which are usually incredibly interesting and that I love. So, I'm seeing a lot of things here. I'm seeing you mention your love for this guy early on. Where you say, first, obviously, you say he's an amazing guy and he's stable. And then the second thing you mentioned about him is his love for you. That's not necessarily indicative of anything. But it's interesting that you mentioned the love after you mentioned the stability. Is that how you're seeing the relationship? It kind of does seem like that through the rest of the letter. But the second thing that's really interesting is when you mentioned your love for him, uh, you also mentioned attachment. There's, there's all these qualifiers when you're talking about the love in the relationship i think my love and attachment although very deep is maybe less in a romantic sense doesn't mean that you don't love this person i'm just mentioning it's interesting that even in this anonymous letter that you're sending to me you're adding all of these qualifiers to how you feel about this person again i would say 
uh, it seems like you've already talked about this and brought it up. It seems like this person is uh, a bit more into, you know, solo activities, going to coffee shops, playing video games. Nothing wrong with those, but that and that's not even. I, I think people can have very different activities. In fact, some of the most successful relationships I've ever seen, uh, the guy likes to uh, go to like SWAT team. Uh, training seminars even though he's in finance and the woman likes to crochet and those are I mean I've seen those relationships work really well the issue here is just the qualifiers for the the times that you're saying you're in love with them and I, I would I would just pose the question before talking to this person like are those qualifiers in real life too are those qualifiers in your head or just in the letter do, do you qualify like yeah, I have a lot of, I, this is, I noticed this in a relationship of mine that didn't work out, is when we were breaking up, I wanted to let this person know that I loved them, but obviously I didn't want to show them that it was a romantic love, so you know what I said? I said, I have a lot of love for you, and it, that's what this letter sounds like. And also, you need to understand that you're not the only one uh, affected by these feelings you're having, there's a person at the other end of it, right? And he's playing Doom right now, all right? Look over into that room at that lovely, sacred boy uh, shooting people in the face in Call of Duty. He's affected by these thoughts that you're having, okay? And if it, the whole security thing is the biggest issue I have, in this line of thought, we're not to judge you or anything. This is just my opinion on it. The security, security, security. People are always talking about security. Oh, this relationship, blah, blah, blah. All my friends are having shitty experiences, which I don't think you should base a lot of stuff on your friends' experiences because A, no matter how close you are with someone, you don't really know how they date. You don't know how they are on dates. Not to say that they're definitely the problem, but they could be part of the problem in that. Like, it's also obviously very hard to date these days. But if you're basing this, which I feel like a lot of this letter is predicated on the security you feel with this person. If there's no love, there's no security. Damn, did you hear me say that? Did you just fucking hear me riff that out? If there's no love, there's no security. Are you kidding me? You just heard that on this podcast. That's the, that's dancers. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a stamp. I'm gonna put it like one of those how producers before rap songs will like say their name before it, like DJ Khaled. I'm gonna put dancers podcast before that. If there's no love, there's no security. And that's you said that there's love there, but is it romantic love? Because if it's not romantic love, guess what? There's no security. This is not a secure relationship. You're in fact saying in this letter many times that this is not a secure relationship. You feel secure because you can co go home and you know your boyfriend's not uh, cheating. He's playing RuneScape, and you, which is an awesome game. No hate to the video game players. You guys rule. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know, you, it seems like you trust this person. Trust ain't all of it. Tru trust should come after, okay, I'm in love with this person. Should I trust him? Not... I trust this person. Could I make myself fall in love with them? Very difficult question. So I would say, again, just like the last one, you should talk to this person. Ask them, what's going on? Ask them, hey, like, 
Maybe we can get a little bit of fire in this relationship. Maybe you could put that controller on vibrate if you know what I'm talking about. It's a gross thing to say. But no, this is a very interesting question. I would just say evaluate the security part of it. Because are you, is it really secure or does it just have the amenities of security? That's the question. Thank you, both of the people who sent questions. These are amazing, well thought out, well written. Thank you for taking the time with making them. I hope I took enough time in answering them. If you guys have any questions, please send them to dancerspodcast at gmail.com. It's been really fun to do this, and uh, I've really enjoyed this one particularly. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good one.